Hello and welcome back to the Speaking Generally podcast. I'm sitting here in old London town and George is still in New Jersey. Um, hello, George. Hi, Steve. Um, are we going to update people on our locations every time, do you think? I, I feel they shift a few, you know, when, when they keep changing. It's nice to give get people abreast of the context. Uh, and no one's going anywhere all... for a while now, though, right? People no, can just that's take right. it as red. We're in the same spot. That's right. Uh, UK is locking down within days, and uh, George isn't planning on leaving his little flat anytime soon. So, uh, so that's it for a while. But I, you know, we're always getting new listeners in George. So I like to give them context. And as you know, we have many international. Uh, but unless these new listeners, Steve, are going back to the start and working their way through our whole body of work, I'm not. I don't know if I want them. I don't want them just <laughs> dipping in and out. You know. Now start from one and proceed on. Start from the one that's a bad recording in my lounge and uh, that will give you the whole story. Put the work um, in, right? Otherwise, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so what's, uh, what's going on? What are we doing here? Steve, you're going to tell me about exercise, how I can do it better, uh, how to stop being a big fat pig, how to get some motivation during covid all those sorts of things, really. That's what I'm here for. I need, I need help, Steve. I've let myself go, and dare I say, I think a few of our listeners have as well. So, uh, need a little bit of guidance. I'm sure other people are desperate for motivation too, as to how they can be more fit and healthy during a difficult time. And you're a man who's been through uh, sort of lifestyle change of exercise, and I'm interested to know how you maintain those habits or approaches during difficult circumstances such as a lockdown just writing down the title for this one george's cry for help <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the title's done um <laughs> well i i have but you know i've been through a lot in my life with uh with weight and exercise uh there's a whole there's a whole narrative there that shaped me as a person and both inside quite, and out. Quite literally yeah <laughs> um yeah, so, so what, I just, you're, just you're just interject right? quickly and say as well, there's no judgment on sort of size or shape with these. It's more how to maintain, a, you know, like if you've come up with a, an approach where you had a healthy routine or a fitness routine and then it was changed completely by the circumstances that are shaping how people live their lives at the moment. It's more that that's what I'm interested in, you know, how to keep up the good routines and approaches for something that really often requires quite a bit of freedom. Um, yeah so what's um what's been is it been this year's been particularly difficult this scenario you're in right now or is it a general sort of it is a general lord knows but um (laughs) i think the thing that i've found hard is this year particularly over the last over the summer and i've changed where i've been and things i haven't had any routine i've not really been in the same place consistently Um, and I'm now fortunate to be in the same place for a while. So it should be easy for me to establish more routines, but particularly when you're chopping and changing or for you outside of COVID, you travel a lot. How do you keep healthy routines? How do you do those things when particularly going to a new place? I've just come to the U S I'm excited to eat huge pizzas and burgers and get stuck into all those really exciting cultural indulgences that make traveling fun and conversely if you're trapped at home and you don't have much else to do it's kind of fun to just load the fridge up and pig out 
it's like how to maintain good routines when all the other circumstances are kind of going haywire, really. Yeah, I um well, for, I mean, first of all, it is it is very flattering anyone's coming to me for this sort of thing because, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, again, people who don't know the context of this show or my life, or no, I uh, I was I was an overweight kid. I'm not asking sixteen year old Steve for advice. No, don't. <laughs> It'll probably give you some, but it won't steer you right. On <laughs> that. No, not on that. He says. Not in that part. Um, but um, no, I, I grew up uh, chubby through school, um, always struggled with trying to be at a healthy weight and was sort of, and then, and then managed to drop some weight uh, towards sort of being sort of 16 years old, but always always yo-yoed a bit I was always going sort of up and down according to circumstances and stress and if I would suddenly be working hard on exams or at university there were you know everyone gets to university and then just drinks beer every day so that's not not helpful um so mine was a very I've gone in like certain years where I've taken leaps forward and and gotten better habits but it's been a real tweaking over like my life really to get better and then as we've talked about on this before last year I made a very concerted effort I was already a you know I, I was already integrated a lot of good habits into my life by last year and you know I had rode at Oxford and all that stuff but I really took a very determined effort to get my body how I wanted it and hired a trainer, as we spoke about. I kind of almost put full focus on it. So it was, it was apart from my work, it was kind of my second job was I just want to get down to a weight that I feel good at, um, get my body to a place I'm really proud of and kind of get in peak shape. And, and, um, that scenario isn't sustainable once you're, unless you're an athlete, you know, you're not, you're going to have to spend a lot of time to be in quote peak shape all the time. But that isn't what I go for these days. I try now just to go for a lifestyle choice where I feel generally like I'm happy with where I am because I find the yo-yo thing quite exhausting. I, I'm sure you've been through it, George, because as I've, as I've been friends with you and we've lived together uh, over a few years, like you definitely had times where you'd say within a very short period, you'd say I've put on a bunch of weight, but you're actually, you're actually pretty good at losing it as well. You're, you're, you, you actually have more uh, skill than I had in just being able to drop it fairly quickly. You would just go for a bout of discipline, um, hit a little exercise bike we had in our apartment and you kind of sweat it off and, and uh, be very careful with your food. But I guess, I guess you find you're more inconsistent. That's is that, it, is that the thing? I think that's it. And uh, when you said, first of all, when you made that really concerted effort, it was, you know, almost a second job, particularly in the circumstances that most people are finding themselves in now. It's borderline impossible, really, to have that focus because there's just so much other stuff going on. Or, you know, that's on the extreme spectrum of behaviour. But anything... <laughs> anything else isn't really enough almost for me. Not that it's not enough, but that the question for me is like last year, you had this very dedicated approach. You focused on it like that, but then you and I, you know, we went traveling and then you carried on traveling a lot longer in places where 
oh, there's an amazing bakery in Taiwan. I'm going to eat loads of custard buns or whatever. Like how how to maintain that, not the extreme level of dedication, but just enough that it's not a drain on your life, that you're not thinking of it as a job. It's fit, fitting it in when circumstances are fluctuating so much is the thing that I I struggle with to maintain it because I can jump on a bike and sweat, you know, sweat it off like a fighter trying to make weight on the last day because he's not done a good enough job before. Mm -hmm. He's sort of trying to make the finish line. I can do that. I think anyone could sit on, you know, sit in a sauna and sweat for a bit. But being able to adapt those sorts of approaches into a lifestyle that at the moment everyone's lifestyle's up in the air because you just don't know what's happening it's like do i need to stockpile food what am i eating what i'd regularly eat i'm not eating in restaurants or just everything's chopping and changing so is it fitting in small workouts every day is it how do you keep going for a run if you're on holiday or traveling or in a place you wouldn't normally be and you don't know where you're going or how how do you adapt the thing that previously was almost a a set really strict routine how do you make that more flexible and manageable in a more like day-to-day existence yeah i i uh, i think that is a really good question because i th- i think it's easy when not not easy but once you're very dialed in like if i'm at home and have a couple of months at home i can get dialed in set routines where i do just sort of plug in and play i can go for because you, you know do the exercise i want eat what i want about- yeah, the food you buy, right? If you're at home for eight weeks, you go, well, I'm just going to buy chicken breasts and brown rice and broccoli and just be strict about it. But if you're in a new place or like when we moved to the US for these first couple of weeks, we hadn't been able to go to a grocery store. So we were relying on bits and pieces we could get delivered or take away. It's not conducive to, to then being healthy or people who are quarantined or locked in. It's hard to get into that dialed in state, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, it is. I, uh, I, I do find so, so a few things immediately pop out to me and, and I am sort of riffing on this. I didn't like prep for this episode, but, um, the, the thing, one thing that sticks out is being able to, uh, just have some form of showing that you're attacking it like each day a bit, like, like it, it's not like, Oh, do like 10 press-ups or something, <laughs> you know, jump down, do 10 press-ups. But just just not getting to a stage where you are going like three or four days in a row without doing proper physical workouts. Just just like I, I try and like there's this thing like called activation energy, right? And it's just basically the amount of energy it takes you to get into any task, mm-hmm. which is always the the hard thing. And I I I sometimes just like now right I'm doing a lot of sitting indoors just kind of writing and working and I just start this process of putting my gear on and putting my sweatpants on and my my trainers and then I start being like okay I'm going to go outside for a bit I'm going to walk and then I walk and like maybe start like jogging and if I just like ease myself in I can at least get myself in a day to do like oh I did a half hour run there or it might even stretch longer to like an hour remember when we were in Copenhagen right and and we all hung out with our friends and there was a couple of days there I think like even three days I went for runs in the morning and I think you came on with, with mm. one with me our friend Ben we didn't do anything like drastic but 
we I knew we were doing a lot of indulging in the day. We were going to these nice Danish bakeries. We were getting pastries, food. And I just was like, I don't need to come back from this like Superman, but I just, I just don't want to have six days off the rails and have to do something heroic when I get back. I need to... I need to even this out. So, so sometimes it is just a case of saying, can I manage if I really try to get this in where I can? I also did that in Italy when we were, uh, I was away of my, pa- my parents uh, over a summer and like I would just find in the morning I could like get myself in to go for a run down the beach. I could get myself into like even like, do these like long walks and circuit training. I would flick on a YouTube video and be like, I'm going to go in my room and do like a half hour YouTube workout because they have these little ones. I also did that in Vietnam as well, just like in my hostel. So I was while I was traveling across Asia, because I remember I came back and my brother did say like, oh, how did you manage to stay like mm. a similar way? Like, that's crazy. Because he also does the same thing. If If my brother goes away, he likes to sort of, go for it and indulge and he's more of the thing of like i'm just going to get really dialed into my routines when i get back yeah and like get back to it but i just find that approach that approach it, i found too dispiriting where i i i almost associate the pain now of having to get it back as being very visceral and real for me and i would much rather and and you know the unfortunate thing i have to say is you do have to strategically think about your eating as well like i do i do even when i was away in taiwan eating all these delicious amazing food and and taiwan had some of the best food i've had in my life but it you know it had these big food markets and i would think about like you know maybe i want a bit of cake but i'm going to have like half of the cake i'm going to because i want to eat a bunch of stuff today i am going to have like a couple of those you know couple of those tofu things some of the cake a bit of a bun dumplings because i wanted to try it all but i was even i was even making decisions of like and again this sounds in the weeds and like maybe over optimizing for some but i would think well there's that museum full of chinese art i want to see i'm going to walk all the way to that museum as well i'm not going to take a cab or anything i'm on my own Mm. so i don't really have to think about anyone else here but i'm going to I'm going to do like a a three mile walk to that Chinese art museum. And I like walking around cities anyway. So I like to be able to have the ground at my feet and see everything. So it's like, okay, I'm going to plan out. That'll be great. I'll do a three mile walk. Then I'll have like a snack there and get a coffee on the way back. And so there were these things where I could have done a much, much lazier version of my travel if I had wanted i could have got the train a lot more i could have got the uh cabs or buses a lot more but i chose a lot of times to be like on my feet doing things because i just knew this is just going to help me stay in an active place and and like once you like you know if you're like on a travel doing that you can end up walking like 10 miles in a day it's crazy yeah um, I, that's actually I've... that actually adds up i think people don't realize that stuff does it helps mitigate a lot of the effects of like you know, indulging yourself if you... How do you then... Because I, I really get on board with that. And even here, we've moved to this new town. It's like, oh, I'll just go for a walk. I'll look round. And in the process, I'm going to top my steps up. And that's really good for the exercise. But uh, lots of people aren't in new places where there's this sort of conceit of, oh, I'm just walking around and that's really exciting because it's new. 
most people don't have that luxury at the moment. So how would you then adapt that mindset to the situation that we're in where there's not too much exciting going on? People often or currently really don't even have the option to go for a walk too much in some places. And how, how do you keep that positive attitude of, oh, I'll just get my gym clothes on so that I've got the option? How do you keep your spirits up to do that when everything around you is also looking a bit miserable and frankly like comfort and junk food take take the edge off sometimes yeah it, it's kind of because i know i i and, and believe me i'm not someone who finds like the process of starting to work out is not always easy for sure mm. i i'd have almost ingrained it a bit as something like part of my identity now of just like it's something i do and it's uh you know i i just find if i leave it the longer i leave it the worse it gets and i do start to associate with like i i try to not look at the whole thing i try to just look at it might be nice now to get 10 minutes of fresh air that's often like i tell myself that story when i go outside mm. for like a run it's like i i even tell myself like oh you can be happy with 10 minutes if you do that and come back that's cool um, but it's usually just a way to trick myself because because the hard bit is those that first bit. And um, I, uh, I I also just know that psychologically there are certain things that help clear the cobwebs for my day and make me feel better about myself and feel good. And and so I don't even always make it about like if I get too results focused and think about how it's changing my body, it's all very dispiriting then because. Changes are also affected by what you eat. It's not just like you're going to go do a run and you're going to look in great shape. And so you kind of have to like put that aside and think more about, like you said, about the comfort of junk food and stuff like that. I I mean, I love like, you know, I eat chocolate, I eat burgers, I eat all that stuff. But I um, I kind of parcel it out better these days. Like I don't really like, I don't really binge anymore where I'll go and buy a whole load of crap and eat it i kind of i kind of parcel out my pleasure where if i do really want to enjoy like a pizza later mm. i do almost work backwards and be like i'm i'm gonna like have a really good clean day where i'm gonna like have a bit of like fish for lunch and be like very light on the calories right. like i do i do basically parcel out the pleasure because i know I'll actually enjoy that this evening and I don't, won't hate myself if I've like got a run in, if I had a, you know, a light breakfast and kind of felt good. So, so there's, there is like a lot of strategy in it for me as like when to give myself these little hits and, and people talk a lot about the Pareto rule, the 80, 20 sort of idea. And, and I definitely am a big proponent of that. Of That's 80 junk food, 20 exercise, right? Exactly. Exactly. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I, uh, cause I, I'm not someone who can live a completely, um, you know, austere life that, that doesn't work for me. Like being, being sort of one of these hard asses on myself and being totally. That's obsessive. what, whenever I've done that, that's when I start yo-yoing. Cause you can do that for three weeks and then you just go this is miserable and then yeah spike the other way right i can't do a system where i know it's just making me miserable every day so it has to be you know i i have to know like well after that exercise i might feel really hungry and i'm gonna have a plan for like you know even if it's just like oh i'm gonna have like 
uh, half a protein bar and then like a couple of oranges and that will sort of satiate the immediate like hunger cravings of wanting to go and eat something bad after or I'm going to plan a lovely you know I'm a big fan of salmon George so it's like I'm going to plan this lovely salmon meal that's going to be there after my workout and that's what I'm going to have as like my post-workout meal because like just knowing the areas where I'm liable to be like uh, have low willpower mm. i just i just really try and not rely on willpower because i know that it's a very finite resource is very untrustworthy it, it's like why i try and do my writing soon after i wake up because my willpower is the absolute highest when i wake up and well, but would you say then because of covid people are people are having like a crisis of willpower or that people's reserves of willpower are even lower than they would be at the best of times what would your sort of advice or guidance on maximizing what we have available to us be in these constrained times? Yeah, I I think, um, I think it does. I think having just this added layer of the more things your brain is trying to think about, it adds and saps away from your sort of, it it takes from you and it adds Mm. stress and it, and it kind of takes away the ability you have to concentrate on everything. But I think, I think, A, you, you have to kind of diminish what having a workout means in your mind where it, it really can just mean, like, if you're sitting at home a lot today, there are, like, 100,000 YouTube videos of these little workouts you can do, someone just showing you doing some, like, kicks and squat thrusts and stuff like that, and it, it seems small, and then you're, like, actually working up a sweat and you're kind of into a thing, and someone's guiding you. That always helps me. Like, if I if you just told me on my own now, do a home workout on my floor, I would probably get incredibly bored after, like, a few press-ups and squats, and and I just kind of, you know, it, 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 I, again, you've got to try and, like, mitigate that feeling of sort of boredom or futility. So even just adding the element of challenge is, like, could I do the full 20-minute one on YouTube? And you can always build up. If you're feeling great after the 20-minute one, you can always flick on another one and so do more. That's like, really pertinent to the issues that I have, really, I think, are linked to boredom and... <sighs> like trying something that you don't know if it's going to work or, or not. So would you, do you find a YouTube, say a YouTube work, 15, 20 minute workout that works for you and then you'll just keep doing that same one knowing that it works or are you, try, I'll try a new one tomorrow, but I've done that before. I'll try a new one. The first three exercises, I'm not flexible enough to do them or something and I get really disheartened and I'll forget it and I'll go and eat, <laughs> go and eat right. 10 burgers, you know. It, it's the variation is the necessity to keep it interesting but for me it's also the the thing that causes the most failure if you know what i mean but then i know right. that one works i'll do it and i'll get bored of it so it's it's hard to take that oh look i've, I've sucked myself up to do my 20 minutes of exercise today that i otherwise wouldn't do i'll try this new workout oh, i can't do it i'll forget it it's that's the thing i re- i really wrestle with and i i feel like a lot of people will be in this circumstance as well, because just having that, the sort of follow through is not quite there in the way that it might be with other stimulus as well. Yeah. So, so again, I'm a big proponent of, I, I, you know, I see a lot, if I look around sometimes on social media or the motivational stuff, there's a lot of hard arsery and a lot of like, very like trying to buck you up of being like, you know, 
don't be a bitch, get at it sort of thing. The, you know, the, wait, the Goggins approach. <laughs> right, like wake up in the morning, get up 5 a.m., don't be a bitch, get at it. And and like I get for some people that does work for them and they enjoy that. I I don't really respond to being made to feel like a piece of crap all the time. <laughs> and I don't I don't find I don't want to wake up every morning sort of mildly feeling like I've failed unless I've like done 50 things. So for me, it's got to be something where there's got like, I, and again, it will sound like cheesy, but like self-kindness is a big thing that keeps me going of being, being nice to myself and sort of make, make setting the game up so I can actually win. And so I don't, if you're someone who doesn't work out much at all, then I think you really have to take a win as being able to like, if you can like flick on, do 10 minutes of movement and doing something for your body. You can turn on a stretching video. You can turn on a yoga one. Some people prefer like a yoga thing. Some people prefer something just physical where you're going to do like boxercise or whatever. But, but you know, most people, if, if, they're, if they want to do exercise, they can at least stand and move and do things that are going to, you know, make you sweat or make you out of breath. And, um, and yeah, it just, just getting those in and, and collecting up the wins, like more of like a daily chain of wins is going to make you start to gradually, you're going to, you're going to start to feel like you're someone who's actually, you're succeeding all the time. And it's sort of like success begets success. Like when you do like a 20 minute run, when you did your first, do your first 5k you're like, okay, I can do a 5K now and you can kind of build up from there. Um, Usually I get dispirited if I set unrealistic goals. Same with writing, uh, that I get dispirited if I set unrealistic goals. If I tell myself I can sit and write 100 words, way more likely to sit and actually do that. And um, as for the whole like quarantine thing, you know, getting in your head. So in quarantine, like the first round, I did a lot of, I mean, I went out for runs sort of in, we, we lived in the suburbs. We, my parents do, I was there running like the fields and just kind of made it like, again, it's all like keeping myself amused. I I have podcasts. I have things set up that I want to listen to. I make it so that, Hey, you know what? I want to listen to this hour long podcast anyway. And even if I get bored of that halfway through, flick on Spotify, put on music. So I'm always doing things to keep myself involved. And then there's just like, then there's just like mini challenges. There's just like, uh, oh, how, what was my pace last time? Okay, let's see if I can keep up with that. But, But even that I'm not very strict on because... Again, the reward is kind of me getting and doing it. And if mm. I feel great and I'm loving it, then fine, I will go for like, you know, I'm going to really go for it and try and do this in an hour or whatever. But Well, because you obviously um, can't improve on your split. Yeah, I, I'll do that. If I've gone for a run, I think, oh, well, today I did, a, did it quicker. Tomorrow, let's see if I can beat that. But there's only so many, there's only so much beating of your times you can do, right? And it comes yeah. down to well just doing it was the achievement I suppose and that's why like I couldn't just run ev- some people can just run every single day I need a bit more variety than that so I do I'm always doing things that will add any bit of spice to it when we were able to I would be playing squash with my cousin well this but is I would the also thing. like this is the thing I- for me Stephen I think a lot of other people is to build it into my lifestyle and feel happy about it and get a lot of the the sort of positive wins for my mental space 
with exercise comes with either playing team sports like football, soccer, or playing a game of squash, right? With two people in an enclosed space is not now allowed to take place. Um, I'm not someone who would usually do like solitary gym work or I, I did a lot of running when we did a marathon, but it's not something that I enjoy. So having those opportunities then taken away, it's really, it's really difficult. And now moving to this new place, I kind of came here before, thought about how it would be here before COVID with, oh, I'll join a football team and I'll soccer team and do you know make some friends that way and it'll also be a way to get integrated into a new place that's kind of not available so you feel like you've lost the exercise part of that win and the social part of that win it, it does become really disheartening and I when we lived in Denmark last year I played football and met lots of people that way and I suddenly felt really part of this new place having those opportunities taken away and the physical benefit of it as well. That's, that's really hard. It becomes a vicious cycle of thinking, oh, I can't be bothered. I don't care. It's not fun. I don't like doing it for the sake of doing it. That's, that's a really hard thing to overcome, I think. Yeah. And that, that inertia is always the trap. Like you could, you could do that with reading, right? You're someone who loves reading, but like, if you had a lot going on, you can just be like, well, it's just too busy. I just can't read anything. There's no, it's not a priority. But obviously you're someone who's got so used to making reading a priority for you. It's fairly natural for you to just pick up the book and keep going. Right. But like, yeah, but the analogy there would be as if like, I don't know, I need a quiet space to read. And now because of lockdown everywhere I am, has got a pneumatic drill going off. So I can't read. It's kind of the circumstances that let you, that let me read a lot would have changed and it wouldn't be possible anymore. And that's sort of what's happening with people's exercise. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And, and that's why like, I do try and find the, the tricks and hacks where I can to get variety. I mean, I, I currently am in a flat in London two times a week. I, my cousin is a personal trainer, but obviously there's lots of personal trainers uh, selling their wares, uh, on virtual, uh, virtual stuff right now but like i pay her twice a week to give me a workout through zoom of her own that i do in the house it's very body weight oriented it's not the kind of things i would usually gravitate to um and like we do that and it's like it just adds a bit of spice where it's like we have a chat you know and she even does group ones you know so some people prefer the group thing so you could do like group classes where you kind of pay for you know one or two sessions a week to join and and I just know that I need and it's not again it's like accepting it's non-ideal right I would like to be on the squash courts more Uh, that would be a fun way to do it if I could because I like playing squash and enjoy hanging out with my cousin and doing that but what about when we play I I enjoy that very much as well that's been a while (laughs) um but um but yeah so so I kind of just see it as this period now okay this is all non-ideal circumstance but I kind of take a weird pride in what am I doing now to keep the game going like Mm. I'm not going to be one of those people who comes out of lockdown and feels like I have to completely rebuild my entire life I'm going to find the next best ways of trying to do the things that I would have done you know there's there's other work things I would have liked to have done or there's we couldn't do our full retreat but we made the best of it with a virtual version there's projects yeah yeah there's more we could have traveled around and spoke a lot more if we had an ideal year we found ways to say okay 
we've got all this excess energy. Let's let's do more. Let's double down on the digital stuff we're doing. Let's make it worthwhile anyway. And then we'll we'll kind of come out with a bang when we're allowed to and we'll get back out there again physically. But but I um you know, and again, that's why even with lockdown, I try and make a weird instead of just being in a haze of TV, even with that, I try and make it as a a little project to watch a bunch of classic films that I haven't seen and make mm. it a thing that it, I don't want to say productive because it all sounds a bit too over-optimized, but try and make it like a worthwhile thing. If I'm going to spend more time indoors, like why don't I actually actively spend more time trying to like bone up on some classic movies I haven't seen and, and, and get them under yeah. my belt. And well, some, so I do. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I, I do think, I think variety matters a lot for me. I think trying to find ways to make it a, a little bit of a game or a challenge. And um, yeah, and uh, just the last thing I will say that is just important as well is, well, if you are if you are thinking about like weight and stuff like that, rather than it just all feeling futile and like, oh, I'm moving, whatever, it does help to have some form of measurement. Like having a scale was a big thing that I did last year, just owning a scale. And it's not, you know, it's not like I'm obsessed with what specific weight I am, but I like to be able to actually track, like if you feel like you're overweight right now and you would like to lose five pounds or whatever or more, like just just like I'm not guessing, I'm like looking and going like, okay, where where am I from three days ago? Like mm. what do I need to tweak? What What do I need to tweak? Maybe I need to up the exercise a bit more maybe i just need to eat a bit better and a bit cleaner and like you know what gets measured gets managed that sort of thing like i do think of it a bit like that as well so that you're actually having a little bit of a scorecard with yourself yeah i'm um i'm now thinking that thing of oh well i can't play squash at the moment i can't play football at the moment but i'm gonna really enjoy you know when that comes back i'm gonna really love that and I'll, i'll make the most of it more than i would have done if lockdown hadn't happened i'll play squash three times a week whereas normally I play once a week but now I'm thinking like well I'm not going to be able to play squash after lockdown because I'm going to be so I'm so out of shape so maybe the better attitude is to like yeah it's like think oh well I want to be able to make the most of the opportunity to do something that was taken away from me when I can get out of lockdown kind of thing so I should maintain my fitness like that's a quite nice mental trick that probably will help me out if I think like that because otherwise yeah let's go play a game of squash I'll last 10 minutes then I'll throw up it's just no fun for anyone right so yeah I even have a thought of like or maybe when it ends I'll want to go away somewhere and if I want to do that then I want to look nice so I would want to feel I want to feel good going away somewhere so I almost even see it as like well just treat it like I'm in training like I don't Mm. know what for but I'm in training like a boxer in their camp or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah I do I do treat a bit like that like this is my Rocky film I'm just doing my thing (laughs) plugging I'm plugging away each day just kind of in my little cave and and I treat that with the writing as well because because if I look too far ahead, it's all very overwhelming. And and especially I've always found with writing big projects, there's often so such a marathon to do to get to the end. I have to just I have to start taking things like day and week by week and day by day because it's too scary if I start thinking like, Jesus, this has to be a finished book eventually. Like this mm. has to get to somewhere. It's um is very daunting whereas if i just treat it like the day's training 
if I do the day's training, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to feel happy. And I'm what's the workout good. equivalent of a finished book? Is it like ripped abs? Is that a published novel? <laughs> like what, how does that map against that analogy? Um, I, well, some people do have specific goals and that motivates them. And it does help them to think of like, you know, a percentage body fat, a waist size, they'd like to be a, uh, a weight they'd like to be. I, I, um, but I think beyond a certain level, you then need like an intrinsic motivation because, mm. because you won't, you'll, you'll find it definitely like feeling great and looking how you want to look definitely adds a lot to your life and you don't want to lose it when you have it. But, but it, it won't be enough to make you want to, you know, you'll get complacent and you'll just get bored. So, so I think you need a more intrinsic motivation about, again, this is going to sound like more highfalutin, but you almost, I think you almost have to build an identity around being the kind of person who takes care of your health and who is mm -hmm. thinking about what you're putting in your body. And, you know, even just thinking on like, I want to live a long, healthy life and I don't want to have any ailments. I don't want to have some unexpected health scare come up. So I'm going to think about today, like, uh, you know, my drinking habits, my eating habits. And that's really I, you know, good. Same, same with, uh, same with writing and creativity, even just thinking of yourself. A lot yeah. of the people, I think Anne Lamott talks about it in her book, Bird by Bird, but just, just accepting the identity of like, I am a writer, so I write stuff and I don't I don't quibble about whether today's pages were great or brilliant or not. It's just an identity I have. So I sit at my desk and I like plonk myself down for two hours and do the work. I think that's really good. And that also, it adds some accountability as well, which is also what people need all the time. But I feel, I don't know if it's quite the same, but I feel like I have a bit, I identify someone who reads a lot. You mentioned it about me earlier my friends know I read a lot and it's something that then it's not as a pressure to go, Oh God, I have to go and read more, but it's like, Oh, this is what I do. And it's nice and it's cool. And yeah, if you can build that into your habits, it makes doing things, reading a hundred books a year is for most people, I'd say very daunting, but it's very doable, you know? And yeah, yeah. being able to do that with exercise is something that you could apply for sure. I think the question might be, for me, how you would be able to fit in multiple commitments and identities concurrently, particularly with the stresses that, say, COVID and lockdown is bringing. But I'm sure if you, certainly in normal circumstances, it would be more manageable to fit in several different identities. If really the identity is just I'm someone who's making the best of myself, right, then that can be applied to myriad different requirements for our lives. But um that is certainly a really helpful way to think about it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and building, yeah, I, I think people's identity is such a, an anchor for like, like you say, it pulls you towards things that you, for some people that is really difficult to thought of reading a load of books a year <clears> because <throat> they don't, they don't have that identity of feeling like I'm someone who keeps up with things. And is. But you know what, Steve, like we, we both did our, did that marathon at no point did I ever identify as a runner or someone who runs yeah. or as part of my lifestyle I, I did it and I achieved that thing but it was arduous and was never me you know whereas say the reading thing is something that I've been able to integrate into who I am because it's I've always liked reading when I was a kid and stuff running's I could I can do an achievement or a challenge but I can't really I'd find it hard to make that part of me in the broader sense
Yeah, and I guess that that is the thing, right? You you don't run lots now because you never took on the identity <laughs> of like. Yeah. Whereas some people do a first marathon, they're like, "I am a runner," and they mm. they get into the runner's lifestyle and the world of it. And um, but is your point though that I I could more broadly take exercise as part of my identity? Maybe running is obviously not the one for me, but more broadly, if I take it as part of who I am, then that's where the benefit will come. Yeah, I think like taking on the identity of being taking on an identity of being someone who uh you know does yeah, I mean you can look at it in many different ways, right? Like I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this a bit, right? But like like his identity, right, is like he's someone who just like who like likes to get at the day every day and do something difficult with his body, like whether it's throwing weights around, running up a hill like some jujitsu but like he's obviously got the identity right of like i i don't like treat my body like bullshit i i look after it i keep it strong it's kind of like an instrument it's kind of like a tool Mm. and uh yeah you so you can take it in many directions some people just like you know when when people who have good eating habits sometimes it seems like well how do they have such discipline and stuff like that but to them it's like to them it's painful and horrible to like to feel like, oh, I put loads of junk in my body today and I feel sluggish and horrible and overweight. That to my me is issue so is pain- I love the is- feeling, that feeling of being full <laughs> and sluggish. It's uh, something I seek out. <laughs> that That's kind of, and, and I think I've spoken to you about this before, that's the kind of flip that I made because yeah. I always found eating a pure pleasure and I, I still do. I'm definitely not like someone who really enjoys, like I enjoy food and I, I know some people who don't, like they're not as bothered about food, but I really enjoy it. But um, I I just find my identity, at least at my best these days, tends towards being just, oh, I'm not I'm not someone who like has no control over that, or I'm not someone who just is gonna like fill myself with junk for a week and feel terrible. I don't mind a day of it because again, it's like if I get a, if I spend a day getting drunk. I don't identify as someone who has a drinking issue. Right, so yeah. it's not hard for me. It's not hard for me to go out one night, drink a lot, and then just not drink again for like several weeks. Like that's yeah. not a big deal for me because I don't identify as a drinker. And um, so I think it's kind of, yeah. And, and again, Mike, I get pleasure now from the feeling of being uh, just just feeling fit, liking what I see, like how I fit in my clothes. Like I got down for the first time in Lord knows since I was a child into like (laughs) a 32 waist pair of jeans. And for some people that's not a big deal. But for me, that was like a huge deal. And it just became this anchor of like, I can stay here. I don't need, I don't need to go back now. I can, I kind of have this, if, you know, I, I have this kind of thing where, okay, my weight could fluctuate like, a few kilos but but i have a ceiling and it's just my identity now is this is where i live and so think, if i'm gonna a, if i'm gonna get over it i spring back you know yeah i think this is a probably is quite a valid question it's not specific to you it's a general thing like with lockdown and not having lots of external validation or response from other people or the opportunities to be out and about with other people to get feedback almost do you think that's a hard, like lots of people exercise possibly, I don't know if, yeah, you would say maybe for the wrong reasons for sort of external validation. And now that's been taken away in many ways. How do you think, 
how should people, how do people make that reframe? You know, I lost loads of weight and I went out to a club and everyone said, oh, you look great. That can't happen now. And that's right. a lot of the way people get, you know, live their lives and get through their day. How, how have you dealt? Well, yeah, I suppose you do still get some external validation, but I guess you flip the switch so that it's how you feel about yourself rather than people saying, oh, you look good. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I like, you know, I, I, I like compliments and validation as much as the next person, but it's not my, it's not my motive, my, pri- like you need an intrinsic motive as well. And I think that for me, it's kind of also about having the energy I need. Like I just know the difference of how I feel when I, when I have that, like if I eat cleaner and leaner and exercise, I have this clarity and energy for my other pursuits that right. makes it, it kind of all, it all compounds and feeds into each other. It's the same as the reading, right? Sometimes the reading is, is difficult or it just takes a bit of willpower to like, you know, just keep doing it. But, but I feel the compound effects in all other parts of my life of like the extra knowledge, the extra skills, the, the more ideas. And so it just becomes this thing where I know how great the compounding effects of it are. So I'm just not going to stop doing it. And Mm. yeah, with the working out, I know how my mood, I've tracked my mood long enough now to know, man, if I miss like three days of exercise, I'm starting to go on the decline mood wise and I'm starting to feel worse about myself. I'm starting and then, to, so your writing's affected and stuff like that, would you say? J- just everything, just like my general, yeah, just, just like mood. And so I'm a mm. big, I'm a big proponent these days of trying to know what, know what fluctuates your mood day by day and, and try and engineer yourself for good feelings. Like if I don't get any fresh air in a day, it's going to be a few percent worse. So I just know that, even just a walk outside will change things a bit. Like many, Steve, many external my things. Boosted by a box of donuts. How well, do then, <laughs> then you think about you have the donuts at a strategic moment, and you realise that that you don't actually need as many as you think to have the good mood. That's what I've learned. You can actually have a few bites of ice cream and feel like you have a little bit of a nice feeling. Okay. It's often your body tricking you that you want yeah. to just stuff your face. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am being facetious, but... I know. Yeah, I know. it's a, it's a um, slightly loaded question, but it's also, <laughs> I'd love to have 10 donuts. That'd make me really happy. Um, um, but yeah, I, I think you do have to do these things where you, you get, you add positive associations to yeah. the things that feel difficult. It definitely all makes it easier. With the running, the running that we did that I... I've been on record many times as saying I hate it. There was the positive association for me of I've never run 10 miles before and I did that. That's awesome. I feel great about myself. But once the novelty factor is gone, I I didn't have the positive association anymore. So it was just achieving something I'd never achieved, never achieved before was great. But I wouldn't want to go back out and do it again now because I've done it before and it's not fun. So yeah, finding the right ones to do is obviously important. Um, yeah and and having like micro goals and challenges definitely it definitely adds something I I remember with my personal trainer we did like I never I couldn't in my whole life ever do a pull-up and that was a huge deal when he he was getting me every time to try and do like another I'm really surprised by that I I well I just think I I was good at building my upper body but probably just had 
too much weight. I could probably mm. do one. I could probably do one, but like I could never do a set of them or anything. Mm. And the the craziness of seeing that go to like being able to do a set of 10 full proper body weight pull-ups right down, you know, up and down full way each time. So yeah, that was quite a big deal for me doing the pull-ups. Uh, when I could first do that, that was really exciting and, and setting the little goal each time of trying to get a couple more pull-ups every few weeks was uh, was something that kept me going. So I do... Did I do, he set and, you and those other, goals? Did he say like today you're going to do one, next week you're going to be able to do three? Or how did that... Was it just you've lost weight, now suddenly you can do it? Um, yeah, he would just say like, because we were trying to, I was trying to just lose kilos then he would say, Oh, when you lose another, a uh, couple of kilos, you'll be able to do like two more of them. And like the right. next one, the next one would be like, okay, you're going to do like seven today. Like let's yeah. do seven strong ones. And it, it would be the first thing we'd do. And it was just like a nice little test. So yeah, these little things along the way that give you markers, but other people may need something again, I can I can do some of those repetitive things. Other people may need more excitement of being like, I don't know, I want to go to like climbing club and be able to like climb a wall or whatever, you know. So, so yeah, of course, it's just obviously pick, that's, pick that's not variety. available. That's not available to people at the moment, right? That's the the difficulty. Yeah. The one thing I would say, I, I would say, is I did find it very beneficial last year of. If you really want to do something, it depends if you want maintenance or something drastic, but if you do want to do like a full, something serious with your health and you're like, I need to lose X amount of weight, I, I would tell people to consider making it a part of their focus or as like one of their top priorities. Even if you do like, you know, one of these 12 week sort of body transformation things and don't expect that you know, you're going to keep that level of intensity, but you can do, it is, it is very motivating to, in a focused amount of time, see quick changes. I think that it can be very motivating to go, oh my God, in like, I just focused on this for like 12 weeks and made a massive change. Have you found, because you've made such, we're talking about you as if you were 300 stone before it started, (laughs) you've made like, you made like a noticeable change. Do you find Yeah, I, I had a lot of people commenting on it. A lot of people commented I looked different. Uh, but has that, because you felt really positive about yourself coming out the other side of your intense period, has that made it easier to maintain? Or has that made it harder because it's like, oh, it's an sort of impossible level to keep up? Because like, I, I lost the ability to run anywhere near marathon length within a month of finishing that achievement. You know, I didn't do anything to maintain it. I had no interest in maintaining it. Whereas because you're getting the nice feedback and people are like, oh, you look great and you know you've made this big achievement. In previous examples, when you've tried to lose weight, so when you were younger and it's not stuck in the same way, do you think it's having the really great result that's kept you at it? Yeah, I, I had little bouts of people going, oh, you've lost weight when I was younger, but I would get complacent then and just, I think I just had bad habits and mm. was was... It just would just revert back to exactly what I did before and then put it back on. But yeah, I think, I think doing it. Yeah. I heard about the magician, uh, Penn Gillette, who lost a ton of weight when yeah. he had a health scare and he did it in a very focused, dedicated way in a much more extreme way, but he had a lot of weight to lose. But he, um, he talked about finding the intensity helpful because like that motivating factor. And yeah, it is, there is something of when you've genuinely transformed 
to some level and being like, wow, I can affect that much change. And now I needed leverage to do that. I had a trainer who was monitoring me and, you know, helping me through that. So even if, you know, if you can, I do, I do recommend people invest in it to kind of add stakes, like skin in the game, so to speak. But, um, but you know what, yeah, it does, it does give you that. So many people join the gym at the start of the year, right. And invest money in it. And people know that their new year's resolution is to join the gym and lose weight and get fit. And I've spent money on it, but that doesn't keep them accountable. That's got to be the thing that most people welch on. Yeah, well, that's why I that's why I did do the trainer to be honest because mm-hmm. I did want I wanted a relationship with someone who was sort of also invested in my success and right. he was someone I he was someone I'd known a few times and trusted and and I knew he was a real sort of stable pair of hands. He wasn't going to be a hard ass, but he was just going to kind of keep me on track. And uh so yeah, that that was really helpful, but I do I do think you have to find these little accountabilities. That's why you either need measurable something either measurable or like someone who keeps you accountable. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I can't pretend like, you know, that's the thing as well. We're talking like I, people wouldn't look at me and be like, oh my God, his body, he's in peach shape, you know, like Come on. I, Come on. I, uh, I feel like I'm in good shape now and I'm in a place I like and I'm happy with it. But like, I've just managed to get from a, yeah, I've managed to get to a place where I feel strong, regularly and fit and i feel like oh i can just run five miles today and that won't be a big deal and that that feels great it feels great to know that that capacity is in me i um, this is all part of your like survivalist training isn't it prepping. <laughs> i i think i think it's like a meta thing right i read this thing from warren buffett and he is not a it's he's a contradiction in a lot of ways but he's not a um He's a man who eats mcdonald's nearly every day just yeah, because he's not um, he's not a big specimen of physical fitness yeah, but he does kind of keep his. He's never been like ob- obese. He kind of like is a man of a lot. In 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 certain ways, he tries to manage moderation of his calories so he can eat his McDonald's. Basically, like dad, dad bod. He seems to be probably a ninety-year-old man. Dad bod. I mean, that's <laughs> fair enough. Bod. But he seems to be someone who doesn't overeat, but he just wants to eat what he wants. Like he doesn't want to eat vegetables and fish like he's he's just got a complete aversion to that but he did talk about this thing about like if you were he when he teaches students he talked about how if you were visited by a genie and the genie said you can have whatever car you want but that car will have to last you forever he said you'd you would choose something you know the way you would you'd choose a car that's really reliable and you would you would make sure it didn't get like dent or scratched you would keep it garaged you would you know be really careful with it and fix it up and look after it and he kind of kind of talked about how like that's how he thinks of his mind and body because they're sort of these one-shot deals that you get and they are they are the sort of cornerstone to everything you're going to do so you're not going to be able to do any of these other big things without them being in shape or you know you're not going to last very long so I do keep my my why, if you like, for keeping going is is just thinking like this thing's got to last me, and it's got to, <laughs> it's got to do a lot of stuff, and it needs some endurance. I'm going to get older, things are going to get weaker. I need strength. I want endurance. I want like aerobic fitness, and that that is some way that beyond the sort of tricks and traps of making myself excited about actually doing it, I do have this meta thing of being like. 
this is kind of like as well, just like a brushing my teeth thing. It is an instrument. It is kind of the mm. thing that gets me around. So I should, you know, I should not abuse it. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I just, I want to ask you before we do uh, wrap up, George, um, I, uh, I want to ask you what your kind of, like, obviously you said just you feel like it's easy for you to get out of shape, but do you have... Because I think of it myself, I'm not trying to be Hugh Jackman, but I do like lifting weights. I do like looking strong and feeling a certain level. But there's a level beyond which I'm just not willing to go because, frankly, I'd rather spend time watching movies, reading books, doing other things that I find more important. But what's your sort of level that you would be happy with or what would sort of be the ideal scenario given your lifestyle? I mean, honestly, the main motivating factor is when I put a bit of weight on, like slightly heavier than I should be. I snore. My our wife does not enjoy the fact that I snore, and it's annoying because I often end up sleeping on the floor in the living room. So that's one. That's obviously a motivating factor. But in terms of like appearance and stuff, I couldn't really care less. It's more mm. I enjoy. Obviously, I'm more, like I'm happy with how I look, but I'm not bothered. Um, it's not like, oh, I, f- I feel sort of terribly, like I feel really weedy or I feel really overweight or anything. I just, I feel like I look fairly consistent in my weight. I might fluctuate a little bit, but I don't feel like I look too dramatically different. Um, but for me, it's when I then go and play a game of football and I'm suddenly out of breath after 10 minutes, I'm really struggling. That's like how I'd measure it. And ideally, I'd like to be able to play a game of football all the way through, be fit, be able to make a good you know, contribution, or if you and I play squash, I, I'm not going to be able to, you're a better player than me. The only time I'm going to get a chance to beat you is if maybe I can run the ball down a bit more than I would otherwise. If I'm slightly out of shape, you'll definitely win. Um, the first time I, I felt like I got fit for myself was with the motivator of wanting to beat my brother at squash. He's a really, really good player, much, much fitter than me. I can't beat him in a full match, but to get a game off him, I just had to become really, really attritionally fit and be able to get one or two extra shots back than I other would, otherwise would. Um, but without those sports interests to motivate me, I, I'm not, I don't really care because I, I feel like I've been fairly consistent in my size um, with, you know, say a stone of fluctuation, either, either side of a middle ground weight. It's not, it's not hugely dramatic to my life, but the little things like snoring become quite big things and quite frustrating. So they're, for me, more the motivations. Um, as yeah, far as I know, that stop, as far as I know, I stopped the snoring when I lost my I do last too. year's that's, weight. That's the um, thing. I've gone through periods where I've gotten fitter and it has stopped. Like last summer, I was playing football, soccer twice a week. I stopped snoring after about three weeks. So it's very easy to address. But like you said there, the line of what you're willing to go through, of course I'm willing to do what I need to stop snoring because it's impinging on someone else. But like running every day or going to the gym, I don't like lifting weights. I don't like anything to do with the sort of culture of the gym. You know, they're not things that I engage with or find inspiring or interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can do the odd odd bits and pieces, but I really do require the sport to to enjoy it and not resent it. And it's the resentment that's really hard to get past, I think. And I think particularly with COVID, when there aren't too many other options and lots of it is solitary, resentment comes to the fore probably more than it should. But um, yeah, I 
I don't know if the listeners will be aware of this, Steve, because our post-production is so slick, but there was about a two-hour window cut in the middle of this episode because of a few technical problems. And I did a hit workout, Steve. I, uh, I blasted a little hit workout. Um, what the hell? Hated it. And obviously the fellow who's doing the video on YouTube, he's like a men's health model, isn't he? So you're watching along and he's doing his little sit-ups. And I see myself in the mirror and there's just a little, little pudgy belly in the way. And you just think, oh, right. it's, a little bit, it's a bit demeaning, isn't it? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I did it and that's what matters. Got to tot up the daily results, not the uh, and the, the year will take care of itself. Yes, the, um, yeah, maybe. The uh, well, well done, well done on doing that. That's very, you know, you left you left the scene of the discussion and went straight into action. So I, I'm big respect. But Thank uh, you. I um, yeah, I, I think if you don't like, I tend if I can't be bothered doing as much exercise, then I it just means I have to be a lot stricter on the eating. And then that motivates me sometimes to be like, I'd rather do a bit more exercise so I can have yeah. a bit more food. My problem is when it's with uh, food. Food is almost the red light. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to relent on eating. I love little cakes. I love little pastry. I love eating like a piss. Like, I'd rather do more exercise and not give up any food. If that's possible, when we were in, I don't think it when is. We were in, when we were in Japan, you would, you would get quite a haul from the... <laughs> The Japanese supermarkets, for people who don't know, the Japanese 7-Elevens are a, a treasure trove of delights. And uh, and that was sort of not long after I'd lost my weight. So I'd, I'd sort of, you know, strategically decide when to eat more snacks. But um, I was about yeah, scor- I, scorched earth policy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that sort of part, again, I'm not, I'm not austere enough to just deny myself everything, but I just kind of kind of parcel those out yeah on the treats thing mine is more like a uh deciding not very strategic not very like organized in an organized way but deciding how many treats through the week i i'll mm. give myself uh rather than so sometimes i allow that certain days can be bad and other days i'll be very very on it so i kind of go for a sort of averaging out Averaging that's really good because if doing it daily just becomes it's like being in prison you know it's like oh not allowed anything there's no room but if it's over a week you're giving yourself enough time for your guilt to kick in and rectify things i suppose as well yeah yeah and that's why i know i'll come back to it again it's kind of boring but i do i weigh, I weigh myself a lot more now and so i kind of have this i know roughly when i've done damage rather than it creeping up on me i know like oh the last two days that's that's sort of gotten a bit much. I need to now like pull back, pull on the brakes. And there, yeah. there is a kind of averaging out effect. So I do recommend it. People don't like having the scales and checking, but um, it can it can be helpful to keep you on track. We're good. And that's come, this is all coming from a former chubby boy <laughs> who uh, had a difficult time with girls because I felt insecure when I was younger because of my weight. So... If I can pull it together, uh, then I think a lot of people can. Um, and you knew me back then, George. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to say what, you know, I'm not going to say anything. But. <laughs> um, it just is what it, it was, what it was. Yeah, it speaks um, for itself. It feels good. I feel like I've gone backwards, though. Than a lot. Of, I feel like I've done the reverse of what a lot of people do, where they go through school being fit and sort of healthy and young and slim, and then they sort of fill out. And I've I've sort of done the other way around. 
Uh, I did did some of my more embarrassing body shape then. But you're just not you're not allowed to join a high school football team now, though. It's not like oh now I'm really trim. Can I join? It's like you're 30 year old man. You're not allowed to. Be yeah, there. I know. I know. Like the the time for those sports, <laughs> time for being a sports hero. Uh, but that that was never me, George. And that's for another episode. That's for another episode. Um, all right, let's let's wrap it up there. Um, I uh, I hope that's been helpful to some of you. I was I, I was going to make a joke about what takeaways do we have for this episode, and I'll go all oh, Chinese, Indian, maybe. <laughs> Very good. That's good. Um, good well, stuff, I man. I I am getting my last nice meals here in London before we go into lockdown because it, it has dawned on me that all these nice food places around me will be shut for a month. So I'm uh, trying to sort of get something tasty before that happens take a takeaway foods allowed to happen delivery are they allowed to stay open you can that? get deliveries but lots of the restaurants will be shut so yeah. some of them will just stop altogether yeah, so uh, might get a bit of barbecue tonight and and just sort of say goodbye yeah drown myself in sweet honey, baby rose. honey glaze yeah <laughs> um all right let's let's call her there and uh, we'll be back with some more next week. If and people have got any helpful, like health, weight, exercise tips that have been helpful during COVID, fire them in because I'm all ears. Fire them in. S H H U S S E Y at gmail.com. So S H Hussey at gmail.com. Send us your emails. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you're struggling with. And uh, we'll deal with it all next time <laughs> um all right lovely to see you buddy thanks guys cheers big boy bye-bye